Section 66 of Junior Classics, Volume 4, Heroes and Heroines of Chivalry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Laura Larson. Junior Classics, Volume 4, Heroes and Heroines of Chivalry, by William Patton. Don Quixote de la Mancha, Part 6. How Don Quixote arrived at an inn which he imagined to be a castle. Retold by Judge Perry. For some time after the Anguesian carriers had gone on their way, Don Quixote and Sancho Panza lay on the ground, groaning and saying nothing. The first that came to himself was Sancho Panza, who cried in a weak and pitiful voice, Sir Don Quixote, oh, Sir Don Quixote! What wouldst thou, brother Sancho? answered Don Quixote, in the same faint and grievous tone as Sancho. I would, if it were possible, said Sancho Panza, that your worship should give me a couple of mouthfuls of that balsam of Fierabras, if so be that your worship has it at hand. Perhaps it will be as good for broken bones as for wounds. If I had it here, sighed Don Quixote, we should lack nothing. But I swear to thee, Sancho Panza, on the faith of a knight-errant, that before two days pass, unless fortune forbids, I will have it in my possession. I pray you, asked Sancho, in how many days do you think we shall be able to move our feet? I cannot say, said the battered knight, but I take on myself the blame of all, for I should not have drawn my sword against men that are not knights. Therefore, brother Sancho, take heed of what I tell thee, for it mightily concerns the welfare of us both, and it is this, that when thou seest such rabble offer us any wrong, wait not for me to draw sword upon them, for I will not do it in any wise, but put thou thy hand to thy sword, and chastise them at thy pleasure. But Sancho Panza did not much relish his master's advice, and replied, Sir, I am a peaceable, sober, and quiet man, and can let pass any injury whatever, for I have a wife and children to take care of, therefore let me also say a word to your worship that by no manner of means shall i put hand to sword either against clown or against knight and from this time forth i forgive whatever insults are paid to me whether they are or shall be paid by persons high or low rich or poor gentle or simple on hearing this his master said would that i had breath enough to be able to speak easily and that the pain i feel in this rib were less that I might make thee understand, Sancho, the mistake thou art making. How can I appoint thee governor of an island when thou wouldst make an end of all by having neither valor nor will to defend thy lands or revenge thine injuries? Alas, groaned Sancho, I would that I had the courage and understanding of which your worship speaks. But in truth, at this moment, I am more fit for plasters than preachments. See if your worship can rise, and we will help Rosinante although he deserves it not, for he was the chief cause of all this mauling. Fortune always leaves one door open in disasters, and your dapple will now be able to supply the want of Rosinante, and carry me hence to some castle where I may be healed of my wounds. Nor shall I esteem such riding a dishonor, for I remember to have read that old Silenus, tutor and guide of the merry god of laughter, when he entered the city of a hundred gates, rode very pleasantly mounted on a handsome ass. That may be, replied Sancho, but there is a difference between riding a horseback and being laid athwart like a sack of rubbish. 
have done with your replies exclaimed don quixote and rise as well as thou art able and sit me on top of thine ass and let us depart hence before the night comes and overtakes us in this wilderness then sancho with thirty groans and sixty sighs and a hundred and twenty curses lifted up rosinante who if he had had a tongue would have complained louder than sancho himself and after much trouble set don quixote on the ass then tying rosinante to his tail he led the ass by the halter and proceeded as best he could to where the high road seemed to lie and fortune which had guided their affairs from good to better led him on to a road on which he spied an inn which to his annoyance and don quixote's joy must needs be a castle sancho protested that it was an inn and his master that it was a castle and their dispute lasted so long that they had time to arrive there before it was finished and into this inn or castle sancho entered without more parley with all his team the innkeeper seeing don quixote laid athwart of the ass asked sancho what ailed him sancho answered that it was nothing only that he had fallen down from a rock and had bruised his ribs somewhat the innkeeper's wife was by nature charitable and she felt for the sufferings of others so she hastened at once to attend to don quixote and made her daughter a comely young maiden help her in taking care of her guest there was also serving in the inn an austurian woman broad-cheeked flat-pated with a snub nose blind of one eye and the other not very sound this young woman who was called mary tornes assisted the daughter and the two made up a bed for don quixote in a garret which had served for many years as a straw loft the bed on which they placed him was made of four roughly planed boards on two unequal trestles a mattress which in thinness might have been a quilt so full of pellets that if they had not through the holes shown themselves to be wool they would to the touch seem to be pebbles there was a pair of sheets made of target leather and as for the coverlet if any one had chosen to count the threads of it he could not have missed one in the reckoning on this miserable bed did don quixote lie and presently the hostess and her daughter plastered him over from head to foot mary tornes holding the candle for them while she was plastering him the hostess seeing that he was in places black and blue said that it looked more like blows than a fall sancho however declared that they were not blows but that the rock had many sharp points and each one had left a mark and he added pray good mistress spare some of that toe as my back pains are not a little in that case said the hostess you must have fallen too i did not fall said sancho panza but with the sudden fright i took on seeing my master fall my body aches as if they had given me a thousand blows and i now find myself with only a few bruises less than my master don quixote what is this gentleman's name asked mary tornes don quixote of the mancha answered sancho panza and he is a knight-errant and one of the best and strongest that have been seen in the world these many ages what is a knight-errant asked the young woman art thou so young in the world that thou knowest it not answered sancho panza know then sister mine that a knight-errant is a thing which in two words is found cudgelled and an emperor to-day he is the most miserable creature in the world and the most needy to-morrow he will have two or three crowns of kingdoms to give to his squire how is it then said the hostess that thou hast not gotten at least an earldom seeing thou art squire to this good knight it is early yet replied sancho for it is but a month since we set out on our adventures but believe me if my master don quixote gets well of his wounds or his fall i should say i would not sell my hopes for the best title in spain 
to all this don quixote listened very attentively and sitting up in his bed as well as he could he took the hostess's hand and said believe me beautiful lady that you may count yourself fortunate in having entertained me in this your castle my squire will inform you who i am for self-praise is no recommendation only this i say that i will keep eternally written in memory the service you have done to me and i will be grateful to you as long as my life shall endure the hostess her daughter and the good mary tornes remained confounded on hearing the words of the knight-errant which they understood as well as if he had spoken in greek but yet they believed they were words of compliment and so they thanked him for his courtesy and departed leaving sancho and his master for the night there happened to be lodging in the inn that night one of the officers of the holy brotherhood of toledo whose duty it was to travel the roads and inquire into cases of highway robbery he hearing some time later that a man was lying in the house sorely wounded must needs go and make an examination of the matter he therefore lighted his lamp and made his way to don quixote's garret as soon as sancho panza saw him enter arrayed in a shirt and a nightcap with a lamp in his hand which showed him to be a very ugly man he asked his master will this by chance be some wizard more come to torment us a wizard it cannot be said don quixote for those under enchantment never let themselves be seen the officer could make nothing of their talk and came up to don quixote who lay face upwards encased in his plasters well said the officer roughly how goes it my good fellow i would speak more politely if i were you answered don quixote is it the custom in this country lout to speak in that way to a knight-errant the officer finding himself thus rudely addressed could not endure it and lifting up the lamp oil and all gave don quixote such a blow on the head with it that he broke his lamp in one or two places and leaving all in darkness left the room ah groaned sancho this is indeed the wizard moor and he must be keeping his treasures for others and for us nothing but blows it is ever so replied don quixote and we must take no notice of these things of enchantment nor must we be angry or vexed with them for since they are invisible there is no one on whom to take vengeance rise sancho if thou canst and call the constable of this fortress and try to get him to give me a little wine oil salt and rosemary to prepare the health-giving balsam of which i have grievous need for there comes much blood from the wound which the phantom hath given me sancho arose not without aching bones and crept in the dark to where the innkeeper was and said to him my lord constable do us the favour and courtesy to give me a little rosemary oil wine and salt to cure one of the best knights errant in the world who lies yonder in bed sorely wounded at the hands of a moorish enchanter when the innkeeper heard this he took sancho panza for a man out of his wits but nevertheless gave him what he wanted and sancho carried it to don quixote his master was lying with his hands to his head groaning with pain from the blows of the lamp which however had only raised two big lumps what he thought was blood being only the perspiration running down his face he now took the things sancho had brought of which he made a compound mixing them together and boiling them a good while until they came to perfection then he asked for a bottle into which to pour this precious liquor but as there was not one to be had in the inn he decided to pour it into a tin oil vessel which the innkeeper had given him this being done he at once made an experiment on himself of the virtue of this precious balsam as he imagined it to be and drank off a whole quart of what was left in the boiling pot the only result of this was that it made him very sick indeed as well it might 
and what with the sickness and the bruising and the weariness of body he fell fast asleep for several hours and at the end of his sleep awoke so refreshed and so much better of his bruises that he took himself to be cured and verily believed he had hit upon the balsam of fierabras sancho panza to whom his master's recovery seemed little short of a miracle begged that he might have what was left in the boiling pot which was no small quantity don quixote consenting he took the pot in both hands and tossed it down swallowing very little less than his master had done it happened however that sancho's stomach was not so delicate as his master's and he suffered such terrible pains and misery before he was sick that he thought his last hour was come and cursed the balsam and the thief who had given it to him don quixote seeing him in this bad way said i believe sancho that all this evil befalleth thee because thou art not dubbed knight for i am persuaded that this balsam may not benefit any one that is not if your worship knew that replied poor sancho bad luck to me and mine why did you let me taste it before don quixote could reply to this sancho became so terribly sick that he could only lie groaning and moaning for two hours at the end of which he felt so shaken and shattered that he could scarcely stand and sadly wished that he had never become squire to a knight-errant end of section sixty six